We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. It's August 23rd, Election Day, Runoff Day, here in the state of Oklahoma. You must get out and vote. And if you don't, you're going to get what you deserve. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Thank you for listening into the show. It's August 23rd, Tuesday, here in Oklahoma. Well, it's August 23rd, Tuesday, everywhere, I suppose. But here in Oklahoma, this is Election Day. This is Runoff Day. And there are several important elections on the ballot. And you must get out and vote. So if you're listening to the show, remember, vote on your way to work or take a lunch break and vote then or vote on your way home. All of the polling locations are open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. So get out and vote. In runoffs, unfortunately, a lot of people forget. So it's a handful of folks that are going to decide who your senator is, who your congressman is, uh, who your labor commissioner is, who your superintendent for public instruction is here in the state of Oklahoma, who your county commissioner is. There are many runoffs across the state. So again, if you're listening to the show right now and you have voted, thank you. Thank you for taking that responsibility seriously. It's important. If you haven't voted yet and you're registered, get out and vote. You will make a difference. A few people will make the difference between who your state senator is, in some situations who your county commissioner is, who your superintendent for public instruction is, and that's very critical, and I'm going to focus on that particular race almost singularly after the break. Who your, did I say senator? We have this runoff between T.W. Shannon and Mark Wayne Mullen, the superintendent for public instruction, the highest position for education in the state of Oklahoma, which Joy Hoffmeister has held, by the way, and she's done an absolutely terrible job. She's embraced everything that's woke, and she's dumbed down the level of education in the state of Oklahoma to an embarrassing level. She did it while she lied to you and pretended to be a Republican, and now she's changed her stripes again. She's declared herself to be a Democrat so she can run for governor. And Lord help us if she actually prevails. I wouldn't trust Joy Hoffmeister to walk my dog, let alone teach my kids anything or run our state. Just imagine what would happen if Joy Hoffmeister were governor and something like COVID broke loose. We would be treated like Michigan. Joy Hoffmeister would be uh, Gretchen Whitmer for the reddest of red states telling us how to live our lives in every point of minutia. Shutting down churches, shutting down restaurants, going into your local communities and dictating to you how to govern those communities. Taking local responsibility and local control away from people and 
accruing it unto herself because she knows better than everybody else. This is a very arrogant and dangerous woman. And anybody aligned with her, anybody associated with any of the groups that endorse her, such as the teachers' unions, should not even be a consideration for you. And therefore, April Grace, who's running against Ryan Walters for superintendent for public instruction, must be rejected because she is endorsed by the exact same groups that have endorsed Joy Hoffmeister. You must vote for Ryan Walters, in my opinion. This is a critical, critical race. The most important race, in my view, because if we don't get education right, all this other stuff is going to crumble. And that's why it is a mess right now. That's why, that's why the daily news is just so alarming. It's because we've taught one generation after another to believe this pablum. We've dumbed down the state of education to nothing but social emotional learning and critical theory and identity politics. That if you feel it, that's a fact. And that if you have an inclination, that's your identity. And that biological reality doesn't even matter any longer. Because if you believe you're something different than what your real being is, then that makes it so. I, I, I warned of this. Many people warned of this a decade or two ago. We said, if we continue down this educational path, we're going to wake up one day and find that women's sports don't even mean anything any longer, that Title IX is irrelevant, that feminism isn't even important because we've abandoned the principles of what it means to be a female, and a woman can be subjectively defined, and therefore women's sports will mean nothing. A woman won't have the right that Title IX gives her to have her own sport, her own scholarship, her own shower, her own facility. That's all lost. We were mocked, we were maligned, we were laughed at. Oh, that'll never happen, and here we are. And the thing is, people don't care. The left doesn't care. I would argue because they knew this is where this was going to go all along, and they just lied to you as they mocked you and maligned you for saying, well, wait a second, if we do this, then why won't this happen later on? Oh, that's a slippery slide fallacy. That'll never happen. You're an alarmist. You're an extremist. You're a joke. And here we are. We're actually having to pass laws in the state of Oklahoma and elsewhere to give women the right to have their own facilities and their own sports. And then you're labeled an extremist, a right-winger, for saying so. This is crazy land. And it starts in education. It starts in your schools. That's why I'm going to spend most of the show talking about why Ryan Walters must be your choice today, and that you must get out and vote. Don't ignore the runoff election. Get to the polling location right now or during lunch break or on your way home from work and vote. Let's take a break, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Okay, so why should you vote for Ryan Walters? I've told you before that I had several people calling me and asking me for run, to run for that same position, superintendent for public instruction. If you don't know this, you should. If you listen to The Rebellion, you should know that for 17 years I served as a university president. I was the president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University up in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. In 2002, when I assumed that presidency, 
Oklahoma Wesleyan was essentially on the verge of bankruptcy. Debt was astronomical, and enrollment was down, revenue was down. And I actually had one person from Wesleyan Church headquarters up in Indianapolis fly down and meet with me, and one of the first things he said is, welcome aboard, we're 12 months away from shutting it down. So I understand education, and I understand education being in crisis, institutions being lost financially as well as missionally. Well, at Oklahoma Wesleyan, we decided that we were going to be what our charter said we were. We were going to be boldly and unapologetically Christian. We were going to stand for traditional education, education that works, ideas that have stood the test of time. We weren't going to apologize for any of that. We were going to be classically liberal, liberal in the sense that we were going to return to the 400-year tradition. You could, actually, you could argue it's more than that. You could go a 1,000 years back to Oxford when it was founded. Some people would argue that the liberal arts tradition was born later on, but whatever birthday you want to give to the liberal arts idea of education, an education that was grounded in teaching people the principles of freedom, of liberty, of liberation, of of, of free thinking, searching for truth without being encumbered by the king or a congress, that your, your conscience, your individual right to think freely is grounded in the liberal arts tradition, liberty, freedom, recognizing, however, the paradox of freedom and fences that I've talked about over and over again on this show, that if you want to be free, you've got to, you've got to understand the importance of natural law, the law of nature and nature's God. That if you'd live within the boundaries of the Ten Commandments, for example, those simple laws that God gave us, on Mount Sinai through Moses, that if you'd live within those boundaries, you'd be freer than any other worldview, any other model, any other government, any other system of thinking and living. That, what some people call the Judeo-Christian ethic, has given Western civilization, the, the, the British Empire through the Magna Carta, and then That birthed the United States through the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence being the conscience of the Constitution. All of these things that I'm saying right now were assumptions two or three decades ago in the United States, and it was the foundation, it was the soil out of which our educational system grew. But over time, as is the case in almost all cultures in all countries, the arrogance of the human being supplants the wisdom of the ages. And We have a new idea, and therefore we become chronological snobs, and we think that our ideas are better than all of the ideas that preceded us. So you cast aside 5,000 years of tested truths for the sake of a new idea that you came up with five minutes ago, and that's the nature of education right now. So when I was asked to run for this position that Ryan Walters is now running for and April Grace is running for, I said no. Not because I don't understand this stuff, it's because I just didn't feel a call to do so. I frankly didn't want to get involved in a statewide campaign. And I knew that everybody would lose their ever-loving mind if I got involved because I'm a conservative. And the left-wing progressives within the Republican Party would castigate everything I say. 
every idea that I hold dear. Oh, I'm willing to defend them, and I'm willing to fight for them. That's why I do this show, and that's why I write for the Washington Times. But I didn't want to get involved in a statewide campaign. Just didn't feel like it. Now, maybe that was a bad uh, call. Maybe I should have run, but I actually don't think so, because I thought if nobody else will step forward and defend the basic concepts that I'm talking about right now, then I will run. And I didn't know for sure if Ryan Walters would do so. So I met with him personally. He drove up to the Copan truck stop up here in northeast Oklahoma, and he sat down with me, and I looked him in the face, and I said, if you don't stand for the things that matter and against those things that are bad, I will run, Mr. Walters, and I'll make your life miserable. And even if I don't run and I find out you're not defending these things and willing to go to the wall for me, And for the common sense folks of Oklahoma, the good moms and dads that just want to raise their children to be moral citizens, moral in the sense as defined by the Bible, by the Ten Commandments, by the Judeo-Christian ethic, by the time-tested truths that have served the foundation for our freedoms, both personal and corporate, here in our culture and our country and our cities and our counties. If you don't defend these things robustly, Mr. Walters, I'll do everything I can to make your life miserable. I was that bold and that clear with him. I told him that he had to address, he must address, that our culture and our country is lost, and that if we are to have any hope, that we must, we must at the highest levels of educational authority and structure here in the state of Oklahoma, we must stand against the blatant racism that's endemic in critical race theory. I mean, my land, this is a theory that teaches our students to judge other people by the color of their skin, period. When did we start thinking that that was a good idea? Critical theory and critical race theory teaches your children to judge people by groups. Well, that's just the way they are, because that's the way they look. That's their neighborhood. That's their family background. They're bad people because of all of those things. When did we start thinking that's a good idea? They live on the other side of the tracks. I mean, this is what critical race theory is teaching your kids, that racism is a good thing. This sleight of hand of social emotional learning, which April Grace and Joy Hoffmeister have been championing, that education is about the emotional more than the factual. That if you have feelings for a given thing, then that makes it a fact. And we're going to affirm your feelings. We want you to be self-actualized. We want you to feel good about who you are. And then we want you to get involved socially. We want you to learn how to protest. And when they get them into the public square, when they take them on a school bus to go protest a given thing at the Capitol, it is always protesting against the Judeo-Christian ethic and a conservative view of our country, of our culture, of our Constitution, and what makes us Americans. They're always tearing down rather than building up the history of our nation and who we are as a people. Social-emotional learning is a negative thing. It's not a positive thing. We need people that understand that. And how about the ontological insanity of LGBTQIA+. I said to Mr. Walters, we cannot continue to teach our kids to define themselves by their desires. This is insane. 
It's literal insanity to embrace these things, this alphabet soup of LGBTQIA, SJW, SEL, CRT, BLM nonsense. And how about the over-misogyny of this trans ideology? Well, that's part and parcel of the LGBTQIA craziness, but let's just zero in on the fact that trans ideology, this this argument that a boy can be a girl, a man can be a woman, and steal everything from a woman that is rightfully hers. Steal her bathroom, steal her shower, steal her sport, steal her scholarship, steal everything. Isn't this the ultimate of blackfacing, pretending to be something that you're not, dressing up in exaggerated costume and makeup, and blackfacing women. That's what this is, and nobody is stepping forward and saying, stop, you can't be a feminist if you deny the female. The conservative who's conserving the identity, the reality, the biological fact of the female is actually the classical feminist right now because he's acknowledging the feminine. The females are a fact. Everything's turned upside down, I said to Mr. Walters. And then you've got the divisive hatred of Black Lives Matter, which openly declares that it's a Marxist movement. When did we decide that teaching our kids to raise the Marxist fist is the highest moral call for a good American? And it's okay to burn buildings down to loot and pillage? Burn Kenosha down. Destroy all of the storefronts. Burn down car dealerships and do it all while we're supposed to be under quarantine via COVID mandates, but it's okay if they do that. By the hundreds, by the thousands, oh, they're not going to spread this disease, but everybody else can't go to church. I mean, we need to teach our kids to think, and obviously they can't if they're buying that kind of nonsense, and if we're being led by elected officials who think that 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 type of duplicity and hypocrisy and lack of thought is somehow a good thing rather than a bad thing. And how about the pervasive arrogance of the teachers' unions who will cancel, sequester, silence, deplatform everything I just said? They don't want to debate it. They just want to cancel it and make it impossible for anybody to hear a contrary point of view. Is that good education? And if these teachers' unions are endorsing April Grace, don't you think, folks, don't you think, folks, that that in and of itself is a good reason for you not to vote for her? Because the teachers' unions are appalled by everything I've said in the first 19 minutes of this show. They're appalled by it. But they don't have the spine or courage or the intellectual capacity to even debate it. Debating things right now is, de- de- is it's verboten. It's been determined to be unacceptable education to debate these types of ideas. So I'm having this conversation with Ryan Walters at the Copan truck stop, and I've gone through critical race theory and social-emotional learning, the insanity of LGBTQIA+, the misogyny of trans ideology, the divisive hatred and violence and Marxism of, of Black Lives Matter, and the mindless acceptance and promotion of all of this by the teachers' unions. 
and, 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 and I also said to Ryan Walters, I said, how about the absolute non-negotiable of local parental authority? These are our kids, our sons, our daughters. They're not the states. They're not the governments. And it's the parent's obligation to go to a school board meeting and say, what needs to be said? I want you to teach my kid how to read and write and how to count and I would like you to teach him that our Constitution is good, not bad. Just do that and leave my kids alone. Don't be teaching them all this other political nonsense. We want you to return to just teaching our kids these basics, reading and writing and arithmetic. And also, how about the basics of science, like biology and physiology, that... (laughs) (laughs) that a male is a male and a female is a female. When did that become controversial, and why aren't we teaching that in our local schools rather than this subjective identity? Pretend, make-believe, land of Barney, or whatever other childhood cartoon character you want to you want to talk about in terms of being the emblem of the crazy land of public education as it exists today. I talked to Ryan Walters about the importance of standing against the federalization of our curriculum because the money's coming from the Fed and the Fed's going to tell us what we, we have to teach and therefore we have to do it. Does somebody have the courage and the spine just to just say, no, we won't do that? No. We're going to teach virtues. We're not going to teach vices. We're going to teach that our Constitution is good, not bad. We're going to teach that the Declaration of Independence actually set the stage for human freedom, not slavery. And how about school choice? Mr. Walters, I said, do you stand for school choice? Are you going to defend the right of the parent to use his or her dollars? It's his money. It's her money. It's mom and dad's money. It's my money. Oh, you can call it taxes if you want, but I'm the one who paid them. And therefore, I should have some say in how that money is to be spent. And if I want that money to follow my kid to a school that teaches some of the stuff that I've described above, all of the stuff that I've described above, and open up the classroom to a good discussion and debate on these issues with the intent of finding out what's true and discarding what's false, if that's the kind of education that I'd like for my child, then I want my money to follow my child. I want to choose how to educate my son or my daughter. I told Mr. Walters that. I'm sitting at the Copan truck stop over, I can't remember what it was, I think it was lunch, so it was probably a hamburger and chips and a cup of coffee. I'm having this conversation with him. I'd been with him at conferences and whatnot, where I had spoken at one time and he had spoken at another. We had crossed paths, but we had never really sat down face to face to talk. But we did We did that day, and I, I probably offended him. He probably felt I was too aggressive. He probably thought, you better not run for this because your attitude is going to really cause people to rise up in rebellion against you. Uh, and maybe that's good, though. Uh, so what? I mean, if you're not saying anything strong and bold and clear, then maybe you're not a leader. 
If you're a friend to everyone and an enemy to no one, then you're probably a leader of nothing and anyone. Now, anyway, that aside, we'll have a discussion on leadership at a different time. So as I was talking through all this stuff with Mr. Walters, I, I kind of ended it by saying hundreds of thousands of parents want these things. In Oklahoma, hundreds of thousands. I'm not, I'm not saying across the nation. I'm saying here in Oklahoma, we've got thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of parents, good parents, who want these things to be front and center. They, they, they're tired of this crap being taught in our schools. And I'd rather, I said to Mr. Walters, I said, I'd rather have another trusted conservative who understands everything I just said, take this banner. I don't want to be at the front of the parade, at least as the candidate for the superintendent of public instruction. I looked him in the eye and I said, I don't want to be that person. I said, but I'm being asked by a bunch of people to consider it. I don't... I don't want to do it, Mr. Walters. I'd rather have another trusted conservative take this banner. I, I, I want to be involved in other capacities. Like what I'm doing right now, writing and speaking, cheerleading for the person who really gets it and is willing to fight this fight and lead us into battle. Um, and I said to him, if I can help Ensure that somebody else does it like you. I'll fight to the death for you. But, but if you don't do this, if you're not willing to do this, I'll fight against you. And he looked me in the eye. Ryan Walters looked me in the eye and said, I get it. I get all of it. I don't remember exactly what his quote was, but I think it was something like, you have my word. You have my word that I will fight for what's right and fight against what's wrong. And I understand all of your concerns. I agree with your concerns. Education should teach our kids exactly what you've described, how to read, how to write, how to count, reading and writing and arithmetic, the truths of biology, phys physiology, and the empirical sciences. The fact that the United States of America is exceptional. Our Constitution is good. Our Declaration of Independence was exemplary. These should be the principles for which we will fight. This should be the foundation for our educational system. You have my word, Dr. Piper. And you know what? Through his campaign, he's proven that he is exactly who he told me he is. All this other garbage that they're putting out there with dark money against him is that is nothing but that. It's garbage. It's deceitful. It's deceptive. It is a lie. Get out and vote right now, right now, for Ryan Walters for superintendent of public instruction for the state of Oklahoma. If you don't, I would argue, your red state is going to be blue tomorrow. And I hope you recognize that that will change everything about the way we live and how much freedom you enjoy in Oklahoma. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. <laughs>